I found like my dad's porn stash and luckily it was all lesbian porn. <laughs> um, <laughs> luckily. <laughs> like BDSM lesbian porn. So it turns oh, out like me and my dad are into the same shit. <laughs> oh no. Um, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that's, a, that's something to unpack later probably. Yeah, much later <laughs> if maybe never. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Bisexual Behavior. I'm your host, Talia Cass, and I just want everyone to admit they're a little queer. I've had quite a week. I recently discovered, I'm sure a lot of you listeners have also, um, the remake of A League of Their Own that's on Amazon Prime. And holy shit, am I obsessed, and it's super gay. When I was watching it, I was like, oh wow, there's a lot of queer characters, and then I realized most of them are queer. It's awesome, and one of the executive producers is Jamie Babbitt, and uh, she also was the director of But I'm a Cheerleader, which is a sapphic cult classic. So I definitely recommend watching it, and plus, I love Abby Jacobson. Um, I'm sure a lot of you have watched Broad City, but I feel like I can relate a lot to Abby. Um, in her memoir, she talks about being queer and, you know, being attracted to both men and women. I don't know if she identifies as bi, but yeah, that uh, is my big recommendation for the week. I know I don't really talk about um, a lot of my, you know, queer recommendations or any of my personal life really, but I'm hoping to get more into that as time goes on. Uh, we have a really, really big interview for you. One thing about me is that I love talking about sex with people. I love sex positivity and just really, you know, having shame-free conversations surrounding sex and especially queer sex. Um, also, this is a really good opportunity if you are one of my family members to just stop listening. Uh, love your support. This might not be the right episode for you. Again, appreciate your support. Don't know if I want you to know this stuff about me if you are my relative, so please skip. But everyone else, <laughs> this is a great episode. If you don't know anything about Delicto, I'll actually read to you what the description is. Delicto is a shame-free zone where everyone is welcome to be their most authentic self. They sell anything from sex toys to wellness products and much, much more. They also do a lot of counseling and things of that nature, which we'll get into a lot more. I'm so excited for this. I think you're really going to love this conversation with Sarah. So without further ado, here's Sarah. So awkward every time yeah i know <laughs> she's very like officious about it yeah she's like progress. we're now recording god damn it yeah like <laughs> are you trying to intimidate me because it's working <laughs> it, it really is <laughs> sarah thank you so much for joining welcome to bisexual behavior welcome to my closet uh, i don't know if i mentioned this i actually record um in my closet <laughs> wow the irony is yes. killing me i so, love it Physically, I am in the closet. Spiritually, I am out of the closet. So just to clarify. <laughs> That's a good combination. I like it. Absolutely. So uh, this is a very special interview. I've been dying to talk to Sarah. We met, I want to, was it a year ago now? I don't know. What is time? I almost, who even knows? Two who years, knows? 10 years. It was yes. in the past though. Yep. It was, yes. <laughs> so um, Sarah is awesome. She, are you the owner, CEO of Delecto? Delecto. Yes. Yes. So me and my former co-worker, the lovely Rose, mm -hmm. uh, co-founded Delicto.com. Delicto. Okay. Got it. Um, Already fucking Delicto it up. 
No, you're good. <laughs> a lot of people don't know, but delicto, um, in flagrant delicto, it's Latin for a legal term meaning caught in the act of something scandalous. Um, nice, and the reason nice. we we picked that is just to sort of play with the idea that owning your sexuality and exploring your sexuality is not scandalous. It's something that you really can't be caught red-handed because you're not doing anything bad. So we'll talk about that later, but that's what Delicto is all about. It is a shame-free zone for people to come and explore their sexuality. I follow you on TikTok and your videos are so informative, but before we even get into that, let's start with introductions. Um, So you can follow my format. Uh, My name is Talia. My pronouns are she, her. Um, I am white and cis, and I would consider myself a slutty bisexual. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to own it. You know, I know that there, there's a lot of stereotyping about bisexuals being slutty, but I'm like, fuck that. We've all been there. So I'm owning it. Hell no. Okay. Yeah. I mean, any, any stereotype that's been perpetuated by the patriarchy, we can just leave those at the door. I'm not exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So yeah, you go ahead and be slutty. Me too. I am, well, I am Sarah Riccio, as you know, um, and I'm also a cis woman, uh, she, her pronouns and white. Yep. (laughs) So everything (laughs) you said, yeah. Um, but I identify as queer because it's just sort of the umbrella identity that feels most authentic for me. Yeah. Um, I can't. Well, I I came out first as bi. I was, you know, really unaware of any other labels or identities or terminology or really, you know, I grew up in a very small Catholic Mm -hmm. town. So I just knew that I liked girls. Mm-hmm. and was very attracted to women. I also had these ideas that like, you know, you look back on now and you're like, oh, I was so gay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I look back now and I just, I thought that everyone was more attracted to women than men. I thought that was just the way everyone felt, but women got with men because it's just like what you were supposed to do. So once I found out later in life that like people do genuinely think that like dicks are prettier than pussies, I was just like flabbergasted by that. Sarah, I um, have very similar viewpoints to you on all of that. And for me personally, I see bi as more than one gender. You know, I I, I see it as more of a word that I can kind of take power over uh, and kind of reclaim Her. it. Um, but you. queerness, I think, is it's such a powerful world, a word in it, itself, just because yeah. that's something that's also been used as a very derogatory term. So I feel like either way, whatever you choose to identify is very powerful. Yeah, I've had so many moments, too, growing up where I'm like, how the fuck did I not know? And I would love to hear, do you have like one example of a moment you were looking back and you were like, that, that was gay. Um, definitely the fact that, so I started masturbating very early on, like nine, I was hooked to my bathtub faucet from the beginning of me masturbating every day up until now. Um, it's always been women that I think of. And that tipped me off later on, you know, I found like my dad's porn stash and luckily it was all lesbian porn, (laughs) um, (laughs) (laughs) like BDSM lesbian porn. So turns out like me and my dad are into the same shit, (laughs) Oh no! Um, (laughs) but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) That's that's something to unpack later, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Much later. If 
maybe never. <laughs> <laughs> Store that away and to deal with. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I'm dying to know what is the queerest thing about you now that you're fully out, you're accepting being queer. What would you consider the queerest thing about you? Okay, I have a few answers to this question. So first of all, I just like want to put out there that like queerness is not something that can be quantified and like any queer person listening to this should know that they are exactly as queer as they should be. And there's no like queer quota to meet to earn queer clout. That said, I would have to say the queerest thing about me is my affinity for everything lavender flavored and the fact that I help queer couples have better sex (laughs) it is literally my life's mission (laughs) so So let's talk about that your life's mission so how did Delectico Mm -hmm. start and um yeah tell me all about your journey I'm so curious well okay so how Delicto started, my co-founder and I were co-workers for an online sleep resource for which I was the head bedding reviewer. So I reviewed sheets and pillows and things like that. Uh, I noticed I had a knack for product review. I really, really liked it. Um, Rose was the chief research officer there. We worked really well together, but you know, a uh, pandemic hit. Everyone lost their jobs, including us. And then we were like, what should we do? So we brainstormed our dream job. And that's what we decided to do. And that's amazing. it's not even quite a year in, but it's already been very exciting. Yeah. And like everything I've been seeing, like all the content you're pushing out there, your website, what you're selling is incredible. So um, can you kind of explain like the full depth of what you do, um, what you sell, um, kind of give that rundown for anyone who's wondering? For sure. So delicto.com is a pleasure positive online sex shop. Um, So we sell, you know, the latest and greatest in body safe sex toys, vaginal wellness products, uh, sex positive literature, things of that nature. Um, But we also review what we sell so that when you come to the site, you have all the information you need. You're not just shopping for a toy. You also have me there in the live chat option to give you a personal recommendation for what toy you need. And then I can link you to the review because I have a room full of sex toys that I have reviewed for y'all so that you can benefit from the wisdom of me fucking all these toys in my spare time. It's my um, dream. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you, sometimes it gets tiring. Like I do have quotas to meet and everything. And sometimes my vagina is like, don't put anything else in here. I beg you. Um, mm. But I do. Anyway, the point is delicto.com is the idea is supposed to be your one-stop shop for getting answers to questions about what toys you should be using, but also general questions about your sexuality. I would say the majority of questions I get on a daily basis are just about have to do with people exploring themselves or their partners, or they, they just have questions about how to make masturbation better or make sex with their partner better. Or like, am I weird for liking this? Am I wrong for liking this? You know? And while I am not a doctor or a therapist. Um, I should say that I've got some experience and I try to, I try to answer everyone as best I can. 
But yeah, I'm glad you follow TikTok because that's my favorite mode of education right now is making food and talking about sex. Yes, I was 100% going to bring that up. I love the series that you do where you're making like breakfast foods and then you talk about misconceptions. And um, I'd love to talk a little bit more about that. You know, what were some of the biggest um, misconceptions that you wanted to make sure that you addressed? Well, I think the first one I ever did was just debunking the myth of virginity mm-hmm. and exposing it for, you know, what it really is, which is a concept invented by the patriarchy um, to elevate the importance of the penis. Um, then what else did we do? We did one about squirt not being pee. We did one about um, explaining the difference between kinks and fetishes. We talked about whether or not your sex toys can really desensitize you, which really caused quite a stir. Talk about that a little bit more, because that's something I feel like I've heard so much, like even through people I've been with in the past, they, you know, they are hesitant to use toys in bed because they just, you know, they're like, oh, I've been with a partner before where they could only have an orgasm if they used a toy. But at the end of the day, it's also very difficult for women to orgasm. And there's that huge orgasm gap, which I think you've <sighs> talked about before too. So, <laughs> Oh boy, now you're going to get me started. <laughs> um, yeah, first of all, we all need to remember that pleasure is a priority for us all. We should prioritize our partner's pleasure, but also remember that we are worthy of pleasure. Surveys have shown that a large percentage of men I'm not going to remember exactly but I know it was stunning like over half of cis men believe that a man has to orgasm in order to enjoy a sexual experience but a woman does not and those same men believe that women have no problem orgasming from penetration alone um so anyway yeah the orgasm gap is so real yes I only wish that the people who really, really need to know about it all knew about it and cared about it. But, you know, the people I talk to in my DMs who I um, do applaud are the ones who are like, oh, I had no idea that it was difficult for women to orgasm from penetration alone. Like, oh, you had no idea. Okay, well, let me let you know, because I'm a sex educator. So that's my job. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you know. It's just really frustrating that there's such a different expectation on what women have to do to please a man in sex and that there's like, they better be getting a, you know, a blowjob and you better swallow and all this stuff. But then like, guys don't even like, there's no pressure for a man to please a woman, make her come. It's, it's no, it's the double standard, the double standard. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it's, yeah. it's frustrating. So it's really cool to see a lot more sex educators talking about this um, pleasure gap. There's also, I don't know if you've seen, I think, God, it's a Netflix show. I think it's something yes. called Pleasure, but um, it's really good. I highly recommend it. I, I sh- I've got to look it up, but at some point I'll, I'll share with you. It's a really great yeah. show. Yeah. So um, tell me a little bit about your queer journey. So um, I know when we briefly spoke before, you mentioned that you're relatively new to coming out and accepting your queerness. So what did that look like for you? I don't want to say I'm new to accepting my, because I always kind of knew, like I said, and I, and I never shamed myself once or had any kind of, you know, um, guilt about, but I did feel, okay. So when I was 16 is when I actually came out as bisexual to my mom. Like I said, I wasn't sure if that's what I was. I just, that's what I was going with. And she didn't take it seriously. Um, 
she just kind of looked at me like, oh, okay. Um, but there's, that means there's like a 50% chance of you being with a guy, right? <laughs> um, and, you know, again, small upstate town. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so she didn't really think much of it. And she didn't really, you know, she met a couple of my girlfriends, but did not really regard them as more than just like very close friends. <laughs> But now that I'm in a serious relationship with a woman, she kind of has no choice. (laughs) But so anyway, that was my, that was my coming out, my queer journey. I don't know. I, you know, I was with men for a while, you know, men and women and um, non-binary folks, but like, as far as my long-term relationships, they've been with men. So I kind of, not that that makes you less queer I just mean I didn't have really you know I'm I'm in a monogamous hetero relationship for the last seven years right before I met my girlfriend um so I didn't really I don't know I didn't feel like I had any time or space to to even think about being queer until I did start thinking about it a lot it consumed my every thought and I felt like uh, this is why this feels off to me. Mm-hmm. And once I met my girlfriend, um, everything just like started to come together. Everything just clicked. How'd you, you know? meet? We met on a queer dating app called Timey. Wait, what is this? T- it's called Timey, T-A-I-M-I. TikTok recommended it to me because as soon as I signed up on TikTok, they were like, oh, you're a lesbian. Um, so take this. And I was Funny like, how oh, it knows okay. instantly. It does. The TikTok algorithm knows you better than you know yourself. I, I get a lot of queer content. And I was telling my friend who's been taking a pottery class that I've been getting like these TikToks of like women using the, what is it? The wheel when they're doing pottery and they're like, oh, yeah. their fingers through it. Like they're fucking this pottery. And I'm like, yeah, I've been yeah. getting these, like <laughs> these weird TikToks. She's like, I think that's a you thing. I'm like, and that's yeah. specific. Um, <laughs> 100%. Yeah, it's really, it gets very specific for sure. Somehow yeah. I made it to Jew Talk and Ashkenazi Jew Talk. That's like, that's oh, very wow. specific. I was so like, damn. Specific. And then yeah. I made it to Gay Jew Talk and I was like, wow, they just. I'm home now. <laughs> I'm yeah. home. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, um, that's great that like, because I felt a similar thing where it, at a certain point, like I didn't really. I mean, I always knew there was queerness in me, but I didn't really understand what that meant. And mm-hmm. at a certain point when I was dating men for so long that I was like, I can't ignore this anymore. And it became so consuming. Like you mentioned, exactly. it's all you exactly. can think about. So like what, you kind of shut it out, yeah. you know, for at least I did. You kind of just like shut it out. Like, no, this is what I have to do. I'm in a relationship with a man and I I, you know, I'm supposed to be with a man. That's just, you know, and even, even though you don't really believe that when you say it out loud, like you're still subconsciously following the path that was laid out for you in right. your youth. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I was fully indoctrinated as a young kid into the idea that like hetero marriage, um, like conservative that's a whole other thing is like the only way truth and life right (laughs) Um, so even though you grow out of those specific beliefs those imprints are left on you and then 
before you know it, you look around and you're like, huh, yeah, I guess I am in a relationship with a man and I feel like I should be in a relationship with a woman. Mm-hmm. So what am I going to do about this? And it just becomes all consuming. Yep. Yeah. So what was that like when you, you know, finally kind of moved on from that relationship and started dating a woman? Like, what did you notice that was different when dating a woman compared to a man? Or at least being in a queer relationship compared to like a hetero seeming relationship. The man that I, I mean, I in many ways still, still very much have a platonic partnership with him. Um, I adore him. He is the greatest man. I know everyone says that about their man, but like he is the best. Nice. I think um, I met him, right? He was at the, the party yes, when we met. Okay, 100% cool. Blake. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. get any better than him, but he and I both figured out together that I, I need to be in a relationship with a woman, period. Um, so anyway, um, moving away from, from that relationship, but also just in general, a lot of things surprised me. A lot of things, some things were just more based around like tossing aside the misconceptions that people have, like it's not sex unless penetration is involved. Right. Um, Cause with that you mindset, know. then we'd all be like, all lesbians would be virgins. Like that doesn't make any yeah, sense. Or, or, or anyone. Yeah. Like, I mean, there are lots of people in all different re- relationship dynamics who aren't into penetration, who still have sex all the time. It's just, you know, when you think about it, it's like, I can't believe I ever even thought that. Right. Um, like there'd be people in my high school that are like, well, I didn't have sex, but we did have anal and he did almost fully get it. In right. Cause I'm like, oh, baby right. girl, you had sex. Like, what? yeah. Like you had sex. Yeah. Like, like, what are you holding back at this point? You already had sex. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a whole other conversation, but, um, but that was definitely one of the things, the other thing, well, there were so many things, but how many different ways there are to have sex the the nature of the sex for me in many ways was tasting seasoned food like for the first time um it felt yeah it felt like I had finally slipped into my most authentic state of being and it just was mind-blowing but okay the other thing though is um all those like TikTok stereotypes that had been pushed on me about lesbians having sex for hours and hours all day, taking like water breaks, but like all day. That was surprising, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, you also have to take pee breaks. Like I've never had yeah, you pee take breaks, pee breaks during like sex. Eat, but either way, it's just going and going and going. And that is partly because things don't just end when someone comes for the Mm -hmm. most part um like they do with a lot of hetero relationships when the man comes the sex is done but with my girlfriend anyway I'll be specific to her because you know obviously every lesbian does it differently but my girlfriend I'm sure doesn't mind me telling you (laughs) that um yeah that was one of the bigger surprises also just how much I was coming that's amazing like someone who fully appreciated every inch of my body not to say that men haven't they definitely love it but there's a difference between loving it and fully appreciating it because we share the same anatomy on top of you wanting me so I just felt like very sexually liberated I still do that's incredible how long have you guys been together for again 
like a year and a half, but you oh, know, amazing. I move quickly. <laughs> I still can't, I can't believe I haven't heard of this app. Maybe it's more popular in the city compared to little old upstate New York. It's possible, but honestly, the app is like a little bit whack. She was just about to delete it because she mm-hmm. was not finding anything and she was on for, you know, a few months. But I had just signed up when I found her picture and it was just instantly, yes. Like as soon as I saw her face, I was like, you know, no hesitation whatsoever. Now, one thing, um, so when I started, you know, officially accepting my queerness and dating women and non-binary people, um, I like learned a lot about the top bottom dynamic. Do you have an opinion on the top bottom-ness and like queer relationships? Do you think that mainly applies to gay men? What are your thoughts on it? Definitely does not only apply to gay men, but yeah, there are definitely tops and bottoms in relationships or there cannot be tops and bottoms. Every relationship Mm -hmm. is totally different. There's a top and bottom in my relationship and I'm happily and proudly a bottom. Hell yeah. It's not for everybody. Some people are like, nah, I'm just, we just, we just are, we just have sex. That's, we're not putting labels on it. And that's totally cool too. What's not cool is the fucking judgment and shaming from other people. Like, why don't you just let people do what feels good to them? If they are safe, sane, consenting adults, why don't you go do something else other than judge them for their personal sexual habits? Like the fuck. Right. And I think a lot of people like associate being a top and bottom with like based on how you dress and look, whether you're masculine or feminine, oh, which I feel I like is also it. so ridiculous to assume. Yes, that. yes, absolutely. Yes. It's you know, it's tough. Like that was one thing that shocked me is like I expected that moving into, you know, deeper into the queer community that I would rid myself of the patriarchy but no it's alive and well it's alive and well it's it's unfortunately thriving and we need to do everything to educate people it's alive and well so (laughs) many i've seen so many and i've met you know so many lesbians who still like firmly believe in gender roles and the masculine lesbian has to be the man in the relationship like nah the point is there is no man in the relationship right um and even if there were a man in a relationship gender roles are still like no can't we move past that at least like no anyway um (laughs) so yeah that said those identifiers top and bottom can be very empowering like I said I feel very empowered in my identity as a bottom specifically to her a submissive bottom to her you know that's something that I am proud of and so certainly don't feel you know but it can also be helpful on dating apps when you're you know not meeting someone in real life you scope out what their profile is oh they like kayaking so do I oh they're a top I'm a bottom you know these are things that sometimes are good to know and let people know if it applies. Um, So say if somebody is a top and then they meet another top, do you think it's possible to make that work? Or do you think that's like- I wish Ash were here because she would probably (laughs) tell you um, it's possible, but it didn't work out for her. Gotcha. Yeah, she's definitely, um, you know, gone on some dates with some women who also identify as a top. And she said it just, it just clashes violently. Not- 
literally violently, but just the energies clash. Like this is not a fit. So, um, but that said, like, I know it, I know it's possible. I know it exists. And again, can't stress enough, like whatever works for safe, sane, consenting adults, as long as everyone's happy, I'm happy. Yes. Now, do you have any advice for anyone, say they're, they're new to their queer journey and they're um, about to have sex with a new partner and maybe it's their first time with, you know, the same sex, what would you recommend to them to feel more comfortable or to, I don't know, educate themselves? I would definitely like to remind everyone that communication is sexy. It is not something to feel ashamed of. No one should ever feel ashamed of having to ask their partner what they like. You're not a psychic. Um, you're not less of a sexual force, um, for not knowing exactly how to please your partner perfectly. No, communicate, you know, it's, it's fun to communicate. It's sexy. There are sexy ways to communicate. You don't have to be like, oh, excuse me. Can you just map out exactly how to rub your clitoris? Like you can find a sexy way to ask how they like it. What feels good to them? You know, what's working. So that would be my number one. Don't just try whatever because you're too afraid to ask because that usually ends up in a less fun time for everybody. Um, Um, And I I guess what, so one thing that I did when I first started was I looked up these videos by Stevie Bobby. Have you heard of her? She's like this YouTuber. um, She has videos that literally just like on how to finger a woman or how to um, pleasure a vulva, like all the different ways. And I felt like it was really informative. And well, I was really surprised by how much I already knew because, you know, just having a vulva, but like it gave me that confidence. And so if anyone out there, you know, if you're, even though communication is the most important thing, if you feel like you need some kind of like intro stevie bobby is 10 out of 10 would recommend yes same thing with um bde moves on tiktok also known as i think the kitty whisper or the v whisper whatever yeah definitely follow bde moves as well that's she really knows her stuff nice but yeah that would be my number one piece of advice and um or um, let's just like get into sex toys. Um, I I want to. I, I want to know kind of <laughs> like more about your recommendations, but especially when it comes to solo play and with a partner. So, what are your top recommendations for your couples specifically? First of all, it's so different for every single couple. So I just want to say, but one item that I do feel like couples who enjoy strap-on play should invest in are these things called bumpers, and they are cushy bump it's like bumper bumper they are these cushy silicone little toys that get affixed to the end of the dildo so that it's pressing right into the giver's vulva while she thrusts yes so as Mm -hmm. she thrusts she's getting so much extra stimulation the whole vulva is more stimulated which helps the top in that situation to come along with uh, their bottom. So this, I just, and it's like only like 30 bucks. I just feel like it's something that people should have if they're in a strap on play, just make your lives easier and more pleasurable. Worth it. 
have you tried um, the ones where it's it's not the double-ended dildo but it's the um one where the the person who's wearing the strap on they can also there's like a piece that they can insert into themselves and then oh yeah yeah so the sort of wearable strap on dildos yeah basically there's a sort of an egg that gets inserted inside you and it presses into your g-spot um a lot of the time it vibrates too um the thing I don't love about those is in my experience wearing them myself, they, I, I get agita about sort of it, it's slipping out, you know, sometimes it feels like it's moving in the wrong, in the wrong way uh, for me. But then I know other people who absolutely swear by them. I think that it really, really depends on which toy is right for you. That's really the answer to so many of these questions because right. every everybody is so different. Everybody experiences pleasure differently, which means there's a different type of toy for everybody, you know? Yeah, that's um, a good point. And, and it can be a little bit of trial and error trying to, you know, actually pinpoint which toys are perfect for you. But, you know, that's where I come in. So. so what do you recommend for solo play? And this doesn't even have to be solo play. Maybe it's something that you can use with a partner. But what is something that you recommend at least to explore your own self? Okay. Well, first I'll say anyone who's still exclusively using vibrators and has not explored the world of suction air pressure toys, mm-hmm. um, the time is now because they really opened my world. Yes. Do you have a recommendation for one of them? I do. I have so many. I'm such a big fan of of air pressure toys. The Lilo Stona 2 is one of my favorites. Oh, I had that one and then it broke. (laughs) Oh, that's terribly sad. It was very depressing. Oh, no. Uh, Oh, the women, the womanizer duo. It's mm -hmm. like you get um, the air pressure on your clit, but there's also an internal component that's stimulating your g-spot like they just nailed the design on that but i will say this that toy produces an orgasm within me that is so powerful i am literally afraid of it like it's the kind of it's the kind of orgasm that like i have absolutely no control over whatsoever it is just like there's no edging potential whatsoever it's like nah this thing is going to make you come when and how it wants to um so that's the womanizer duo um where can i um, buy that <laughs> yeah and um, let me tell you like i've got the duo tucked away in my closet i look at it every day like nah. <laughs> <laughs> i got my eye on you, <laughs> you know? so yeah so we'll reunite at some point but not quite yet there is such a thing as overstimulation um and I didn't reach that point but if I had gone even for a second longer I feel like I would have so uh but no still 10 out of 10 what else can I tell you um the dame air is a really nice uh suction toy it also has a larger a larger head a larger mouth okay that's the the one thing I feel like with suction toys they're a little bit smaller so if somebody has a bigger clit or wants more bigger surface clit or area. bottom growth yeah, yeah. I, I think the dame air is is a good one for that it's got one of the wider mouths also the veto uh suki s-u-k-i that's got a wider mouth um so you know you can find it but i totally agree with you a lot of these suction toys are like why do you think we all have these tiny little clits like what the fuck 
So, and like sometimes yeah. you to really fully engage because okay so another thing that I've learned that I find to be the most fascinating thing ever is that the clit is actually really big it like it, it's, it has like wings it extends so it's more than just stimulating the tip of your clit there's a full width of ways that you can stimulate the clit that I didn't even think about even just rubbing like your outer labia can really like Okay. And, and that is what the air pressure slash suction category is all about. The idea mm-hmm. is that it's not just vibrating or buzzing on the surface of the head of your clitoris. It's focusing on the whole, like the whole iceberg, everything that's below the surface, you know, which is like 80% and it's sending you know, waves, pulsing and stimulating waves through the entire internal clitoral network. And that is something else. So if you're still exclusively on vibrators, that's totally fine, but give air pressure or suction a try. You won't regret it. So um, I know that we're getting close to running out of time, but I do have one more question for you. So hit me. So we were talking a lot about the orgasm gap and I um, was listening to a podcast. um, It's called how come. And basically the, the host, she never had an orgasm before. I think she was in her late twenties when she started this, maybe mid twenties. But her whole journey was trying to reach an orgasm. And I believe she said that she finally had an orgasm through the womanizer. So my question for you is for anyone who is struggling to have an orgasm in general, whether it's with a partner or themselves, what would you recommend or what would you tell them? The first thing I would do is explore, find out what feels best for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And that usually happens one-on-one solo because you feel you're most comfortable when you're just focusing on yourself by yourself. So let your hands explore, see what, what kind of, you know, uh, sensations feel good. Um, whether you like external stimulation, internal, a combination of both go down this checklist for yourself sort of, and see what you like, and then start looking for toys, see what sounds intriguing. You know, we always put or any, you know, retailer will always, um, any good retailer will put a good uh, description of what the toy is about. So if you read that description and think to yourself, that sounds like something that I have learned I enjoy. So I'm going to try that. You know, again, it is such a trial and error thing, but the point takeaway is that you should prioritize your pleasure. You should take the time to find out um, what works for you and and what you want to enhance your pleasure journey because it is absolutely worthwhile to do that and you are worthy of pleasure. Yes, um, you deserve an orgasm. <laughs> yeah, you deserve all the orgasms you want. And there are so many, you should check out uh, the article on delicto.com, six reasons to have an orgasm. But Ooh. it, I mean, it. it's, you know, there's insurmountable reasons to have an orgasm. But even if that's not your thing, if orgasming is not your thing, which of course it is not for so many people, then that's cool too. But the point is that you're on the journey to discovering more about you and your sexuality. And that is worthwhile. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much, Sarah. This <laughs> has been so informative. You are, you talk so well on sex education and are so thank passionate you. and I find it so inspiring and I'm so glad that I got to talk to you, but um, how can people yes. find you? 
Um, is there anything that you want, you know, do you want people to follow you? What, where can people find you? I would love people to follow me. Um, and I swear we have a really good time. I'm constantly putting out more reviews, um, mm-hmm. and more sex education. So, um, where I feel like we have the most fun is over on TikTok, but both TikTok and Instagram, the handle is the same. It's at real delicto. And then of course the main spot to check out is delicto.com. Cause that's where every piece of content I've ever filmed or Uh, written, every product that we sell, everything that delicto.com is, is right there. Yay. Thank you again, Sarah. You're so very welcome. We'll talk soon. (laughs) All right. See you soon. Oh man. Holy smokes, y'all. That was such a great conversation I had with Sarah. I really enjoyed listening as I was editing and uh, she's amazing. You can actually get a one-on-one session with Sarah through Delicto. Um, I think it's like 30-minute sessions or 60-minute sessions. Um, You can talk about like using sex toys, talk about relationship advice, and you can do that by going to delicto.com and then just clicking on the one-on-one in that main navigation. But I think Sarah would be a really great resource if you need it. At one point in the interview, we talk about a Netflix show that I could not think of the name. Um, It's actually called Principles of Pleasure on Netflix, and they have episodes on exploring the body, and I have an episode on like the mind and sex, and then relationships. So it kind of goes over um, intimacy in all different levels, and for all different genders, and different types of relationships, and I just... I thought it was really great and if you're kind of you know new to sex or even if you're just like trying to learn more about your anatomy or you know how to have sex or what that even means i would definitely recommend watching this it just really blew me away when i did see it and there's an awesome sex educator on there named erica hart and i follow them i find them super informative and uh you should definitely give them a follow as well. I'm going to link a bunch of different sex educators that we spoke about today in the show notes, along with Sarah's information, so you can follow her on Delicto. But yeah, thank you all for listening again. And of course, you can support the podcast by listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And of course, subscribing, that really makes such a big difference. Don't forget to rate and review. All of these things mean so much. Um, It helps give me feedback, but also helps give this podcast visibility so other people like you can listen and if you have any questions or if you want me to answer any questions on the podcast itself you can email me directly at bisexualbehaviorpod at gmail.com thank you so much for listening again uh you have no idea how much it means to me to have anyone even want to hear what i have to say but let alone support the podcast so really appreciate it and i hope you have a great week okay bye